0: I'm supposed to eat them. When I was a kid, they had this cartoon character called Popeye the Sailor Man. And I feel like now that I look back, it's kind of like propaganda for the veggie crowd. Because Popeye the Sailor Man, he would like be wimpy until he downed like a whole can of spinach. Have you ever eaten spinach from a can? That's nasty. Anyway, uh, never believed it then. Uh, I still think it's funny now. But veggies were never big on my radar. As a kid, I just, I couldn't stand the thought of like steamed broccoli and cauliflower I and mean, mushy, smelly gross. I mean even carrot sticks okay maybe, but is there really that much nutritional value in a carrot stick? I don't think so. As many of you know, my family and I lived in the south for about 8 years and when we went to the south, we discovered they have different kinds of vegetables that they're into. Uh, vegetables like okra and collard greens which are super nasty unless they're done well. They also have these things called Brussels sprouts, which I didn't like. However, with one exception, if you cook them wrapped in bacon, you got me right there. Yeah, for me, eating nutritional stuff, it had to be fruit, fruit all the way. Give me some bananas, some apples, some peaches. You know what I'm saying? We love fruit, right? We we love fruit. Why is that? Well, it's just a beautiful thing. It's the stuff of life. It's sweet, right? The, The fruit's good to look at. Um, And you may not know this, but speaking of fruit, do you know that as Christ followers, we're actually called to produce fruit? And we're going to talk a lot about that today. But just right now, take a pause real quick, uh, and I'm going to count to three, and I want you to shout out your favorite fruit. Are you ready? One, two, three. Bananas. I don't know what you said, but who said star fruit? That's weird. What's a star? For? I don't even know what that is. Well, hey, we're rounding out the end of the series that we've called In Him, So We. We kicked it off uh, on Easter, and we're now in episode four. And if you missed any of those episodes, you can always catch those back on our podcast, and we'd love to, to interact with you that way. But today we're, we're doing episode number four, and we're really talking a lot about fruit. Welcome. My name is Ben Bauman. I'm the pastor of Dallas Church and excited that you're here with us. If you're one of our regulars, it's great to connect again, even in this online platform. And until this COVID virus thing kind of moves through uh, the world, we're going to be probably in this space for a while. If you're brand new with us, man, we're so excited that you're here. Would you let us know? We would love to just interact with you. If you have a prayer request, please let us know in some of the chat features, connect with us online. We would love to not only meet you, but pray with you. So glad you joined us today. We're in, again, episode four of In Him So We. Our main verse throughout this entire series, uh, that's kind of our, our foundational verse, comes from Colossians chapter one, verses 16 and 17. And in there, and in this series, we've been learning about all that God offered humanity through His Son, Jesus Christ. We've been literally given everything. And Jesus, we're told, and I'm going to read that scripture in a minute, He holds everything together. In Jesus, we literally have everything. Let's, let's read that verse one more time as we get rolling today. Colossians chapter 1, verses 16 and 17 says this, For by Him all things were created, in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. And so today, of all the things that God offered humanity through Jesus Christ, we're gonna focus on the beautiful idea of living a fruitful life. So today's message is titled, In Him, So We Live a Fruitful Life. Let's pray together. Father, we pause right now in this online space And we recognize that you're in charge and we're not. And we're so thankful for that. Father, I pray that each of us would learn something from the power of your Holy Spirit about this idea of living a fruitful life. Because Lord, that's the life we all wanna have, an abundant, fruitful life that makes a difference. So Father, speak to all of our hearts by the power of your Holy Spirit. And we pray all this in your son Jesus' name, amen. Well, what do the scriptures say about living a fruitful life? Well, the key passage for us is gonna be today in Galatians chapter five. So take a pause here for a second. If you have a Bible or a device, I wanna encourage you to to grab that or or get get that connected and start finding Galatians chapter five. I'm gonna read it from from my printed version here and we're we're gonna start in verse 19. So I'm gonna open up here to Galatians chapter five and I'm gonna start with verse 19. I'll try to read it loud and proud and you can follow along there at home. Now the works of the flesh The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. So as we read through that passage, we have some contrasting ideas. We have kind of the works of the flesh, and many of those are things we recognize very quickly. And then that's contrasted with the fruit of the Spirit. So as we're getting into this conversation about fruitfulness, living a fruitful life, uh, and the fruit of the Spirit, there's a few big questions we need to sort of sort through before we get to some applications here. And the, the, the first question is this. We have fruit, which is actually singular. So fruit, singular. And it, that's pitted against the works of the flesh, works being plural. So we have the fruit of the Spirit, singular, versus the works of the flesh, plural. Now, why is this? Well, one scholar that I was reading a few weeks ago said this. Fruit is singular, emphasizing that all nine are mutually dependent aspects of Christ-like living. All nine, meaning love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. All of those nine are mutually dependent. Uh, dependent aspects of Christ-like living, whereas the works of the flesh aren't necessarily connected. And Paul isn't being exhaustive in these lists, but he's giving us enough so that we understand the difference between two ways of living. Let's get to the second big question, and that is this. And some have said, well, the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit must be the same. that's kind of a question that some people ask and the the quick answer is no they're not the same in fact fruit of the spirit the word there and i I don't want to nerd out on you but i will Uh, fruit means karpos that's the greek word for karpos fruit kind of an odd sounding word isn't it but then uh, gifts of the spirit the gifts there is charismata so two very number one okay so two very different terms in the Greek language, which is what the New Testament was originally written in. So we know there are two different concepts completely. And and I like what what one scholar wrote about this to kind of help us out and understand the the difference of the two. See, the the fruit is one, but the gifts of the Spirit are various. The fruit is shared by every Christ follower. So every Christ follower is gonna be pursuing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, but the gifts of the Spirit are going to be given at certain times to certain people to kind of edify the whole body of Christ that is the church. So the gifts of the Spirit are given at certain times. And if you want to learn more about the gifts of the Spirit, that starts in 1 Corinthians 12. There's some some, uh, important information you can get about how how the gifts work, but there are two different things. So that's our second big thing that we're kind of looking at. And let's get to the final one here. Why does Paul start with love in the list? Remember, we kicked it off. He was comparing the the works of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit. And he starts out with love. Why would that be? Why do you think? And and the word there is, is the Greek word agape. And that's a pretty high quality word there talking about how we put others' needs above our own. It's kind of a, a supernatural, you know, God-inspired idea that, that we would put someone else's needs above our own. So again, why does Paul start with that one? Well, maybe, maybe because of this. It's sort of that overarching Christ-like posture that every follower of Jesus begins to have more and more of. And so it's how we, in a sense, be like our Savior Jesus. Now, if you want to learn more about the whole idea of what love is and, and how that's unpacked, what agape, agape love is really all about, I'd encourage you this week, look at 1 Corinthians 13. That's what we call the love chapter. I guarantee you've probably heard some of it if you've ever been to a wedding. I encourage you to look at that because there's more information on how that unpack what, what Christ-like love is all about. But Paul probably starts with love because probably the whole aspect of the fruit of the Spirit is love. And those other things like gentleness and faithfulness, those are all like aspects of love. So hopefully that helps a little bit as we gain in more insight into this idea of, of a fruitful life. And let's, let's bring this back to you and I right now. As followers of Jesus, and I realized, maybe some of you that are online today with us are not followers of Jesus. You've never made that decision. Boy, I encourage you to say yes. But, but if you haven't, you've not quite reached that, that point, I encourage you to d- discover who Jesus is in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the first four books of the New Testament part of the English Bible. I encourage you to lean into to discover who Jesus is. And I, I boy, I, I can't guarantee, but I'm pretty sure you're gonna get excited about Jesus. So if you've never made that decision to be a Christ follower today, I encourage you today could be your day. I'll talk more about that in a little bit. But for many of us that are that are online today, we have decided to follow Jesus. And we we need to understand something that we are on mission. You see, we're not just here as Christ followers uh, taking up real estate, having a carbon footprint, fog in a mirror. We actually have a mission to accomplish. We're told in Scripture that every Christ follower is actually an an ambassador for reconciliation to the world. Kind of working toward that reconciliation of God and and humanity through Jesus Christ as the bridge. And we're supposed to be the ambassadors of that, that good news all over the world. We're told that we're, we're like Christ's hands and feet in the world, that we're doing the work of mission uh, in partnering with God as we follow Jesus. We're called to be salt and light, salt bringing you know, flavor and preservation, and, and, and we're, we're called to be light, which is like bringing color and vibrancy to the world. We're called to mission is my point. And in fact, some of the scriptures will, will, will say that we're, we're like God's poetry to the world. And that we're created for doing some good work that God prepared in advance way, way back for us to intentionally be about. We are on mission. And so when we look at each other, we should see each other on mission and producing fruit. Fruit producers, how are you doing with your fruit production? If you're a follower of Jesus, sounds weird to say that, right? Here's my only point today, and I want to really drum it into all of us. We, you and I, if we're following Jesus, we are on mission and we, we pursue Jesus and we produce fruit. Let me say that again. We pursue Jesus, walk in step with him, and we produce fruit. We're not just sitting around, sitting in pews or chairs. We are pursuing Jesus and producing fruit. That's very active. We have an active, living, vibrant faith. Let's look at those nine again, you know, those those fruits of the Spirit, fruit of the Spirit. We start with love, right? Love is that overarching Christ-like principle. It's where we put someone else's needs above our own. How are we doing with that? The next one is joy, and that's really this idea of gladness through any circumstance. This is way bigger than some temporary happiness. So joy, how is your joy level? Gladness through any circumstance. The next one is peace absence of conflict, but more than that, a tranquility of the soul, contented and blessed. In a sense, we're settled with God. We're told that, he, that Christ wants to give us a peace beyond our understanding. How is your level of peace right now? The next one is patience. How are you with patience? And patience here is it's like this endurance, a steadfastness, persevering through difficulty. In a sense, gladly waiting on Jesus and his timing. How are you at that? How about this, kindness. Kindness is our next one. That's a generosity and sympathy toward other people. How are you doing with that? Goodness, there's kind of related there, but, but goodness, it's an uprightness of heart in working for the benefit of someone else. Faithfulness, that's another one. That's a conviction of the truth, it's the fidelity of one who can be relied on. Can people rely on you? Is your word good? Keeping your word. Those are all important aspects of faithfulness. Now now we just have two more, and that's gentleness. This is an idea that, that we have a mildness of spirit, even a meekness. But meekness is not weakness. Did you hear me? Meekness is not weakness. Meekness means strength under control. And is there there a gentleness to you? Do you have a sense of restfulness in Jesus? And finally, we get to self-control. And that's the idea of a Holy Spirit-empowered resistance to the things that hurt us. There's a lot of temptations. The works of the flesh are many. Paul only lists a few of them. But the works of the flesh are, are, are powerful and they're fighting against us. But as Christ followers, if we're producing the fruit of the Spirit, that means we have this Holy Spirit-empowered resistance to the things that hurt us against sin. We become a master of our our own desires and passions. We're in charge of our body. We're just not making decisions willy-nilly. Those are the nine. How are you doing with those? For those of us who are walking with Jesus, we stay connected to Him. He's our vine, and we're like branches connected to Him. And in that connection, we're partnering with the Holy Spirit to produce fruit, peaceful fruit. And that gives us that abundant life that Jesus always wanted humanity to have. He says, I've come to bring you life and life to the full, life abundantly. And that's a life that is producing fruit, both now and the not yet. So let's ask the question again. How are you doing with your fruit production? Can others see fruit in your life that we've been describing? Is the fruit of the spirit evident in your life? Maybe you're saying, I don't know, man, not so much. Well, may this message and, and, and these words today encourage, inspire, and even challenge you to once again, pursue Jesus and produce fruit. That's our mission. Followers of Jesus, we aim to produce fruit every day in our life. You know. No one ever just drifts into maturity. Let's just dispel that myth right away. It takes intentionality. It takes you and I, as Christ followers, waking up, getting on our knees, if that's so be it. Sometimes I literally get on my knees and I start praying to the Lord. I give this day to you, Father, I surrender. So prayer, spending time in Scripture, taking up our cross is the language that Jesus uses. That Every day we make a decision to surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit, because we don't just drift into maturity. We don't just drift into producing fruit. It takes discipline and intentionality and partnering with the Holy Spirit. And it even takes the church family together. I realize that we're doing this online, but we need each other. We need to be praying for each other, checking in on each other. The church is a community of Christ followers called to to be called out of the world to produce fruit. And other people will see this and want that. We battle through this together to produce fruit we help each other. That's what the church is really all about. So church engagement, folks, really, really does matter. Bottom line is to produce fruit, we pursue Jesus and we do that in community and we do that together and and the world gets to see the beautiful fruit that's created. In Christ, look, we have the privilege of living a fruitful life, both now and the not yet. So I just wanna challenge you, commit today, will you? Commit today. To partner with the Holy Spirit, produce fruit, and pursue Jesus. I'm going to pray in a minute, but I I did want to circle back. For those of you who are kind of tuning in online here and you've never made a decision to, to follow Jesus, I encourage you to do that. Say yes to Jesus. Say yes to that fruitful, abundant life that he wants to give you. And it's a free gift. And all you have to say is yes. Say yes to him. It's very simple. You believe that Jesus is who he says he is, the Son of God who came died for your sins and rose again so you believe you repent of your sin you were going your way and it hadn't been working and repentance means you're going to turn and follow the jesus way and 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 then you confess before everyone before your family before everyone everyone online that jesus is your savior and lord and that you need him in your life and then you're baptized And, and the idea of christian baptism is you're buried in the water buried in christ's death risen to new life out of water to a newness of life, a new creation. And then you begin to walk as a follower of Jesus, pursuing him and producing fruit. And you do that in the community of the church. So I encourage you, if you've never done that, today's your day, make that decision. Let us know about that. Would you pray with me? Father, as we close this time together of teaching, we thank you so much for the power of your Holy Spirit, wanting to produce beautiful fruit in our lives. Father, I pray for everyone listening that we would be ambassadors of love to the world, and that we'd be salt and light, but ultimately that we would be showing the beautiful fruit that you're producing through us. So Father, I pray for everyone listening that we would take that challenge to pursue your son Jesus and produce fruit. In all these things we pray in Jesus' name, amen.